spend any sort of money a year on advanced education to level up your bank account, but your bank account is not growing. You're just doing this new technique essentially for the same price point when you've actually grown your business. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Who else has felt personally victimized by ripping color box tabs and saving them just to keep track of your back bar ordering? We all have, which is why we have partnered with SalonScale to make this process streamlined and simple. The SalonScale app will keep track of all of your color used down to the last drop and give you a suggested color order list whenever you need it. No more under-ordering and no more over-ordering. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the SalonScale movement. Use code DTH10 to check out for 10% off. Many of our listeners have no idea that Destroy the Hairdresser is more than a podcast. That's right. If you're looking for more education to elevate your salon business and make more money, then our community is the perfect place for you and your team. Unlock live weekly webinars with our entire roster of trained coaches, tap into new networking opportunities, and gain access to our educational dashboard that houses over 100 hours of on-demand business education. Finally, support for hairdressers that want to change the industry. Tap the community link in the episode description and get seven days of free business education today. David, you want to just keep making the same? You want to just keep not growing? Don't raise your prices. Don't do it. Well, I know that we've spent so much time teaching people to raise their prices, but I think it's time to stop. I mean, if you don't, I think, if you if you don't get it by now, fine. Yeah, I don't think raise just, your prices then. I think what everyone should do is stop raising their prices. In fact, you should just start discounting. Emotionally <laughs> discounting. You should just start discounting. I mean, if you want clients, I get charge ten dollars a haircut. Sign up for that Groupon. Will... <laughs> <laughs> just don't do it. Can you imagine as coaches if someone was like, and it happens sometimes, like someone will complain and complain and complain and. Just because you don't like a solution doesn't mean that it's not going to fix your problem. Solutions are just to fix a problem, but people want comfort. And I'm like, that's not a thing. And I like. It is a thing. It's just not the thing you actually want. That's the messed up part. I but I think imagine. if you don't want to raise. <laughs> if you don't want to raise your prices, I like am tired of telling you to. <laughs> I've actually had coaching calls where I'm just like, you know what? Don't. Just keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And then that's when they go and change it. It's so funny. I'm just like, Same. I've said like when I've multiple calls and I'm like, raise your prices, raise your prices, raise your prices. Well, you know, excuse after excuse. And then finally, I'm just like, all right, fine. Don't do it. And then they get mad, <laughs> which is great because I believe anger sometimes ignites desire to change. So it's a beautiful thing. And everyone's happy at the end. And then they're like, why didn't I listen? But I actually so don't have- raise your prices is the message. Well, some people keep everything the same. Don't do anything. <laughs> keep everything. Do everything that you've been doing. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Until you're angry enough to actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Until you can't take it anymore. Until you're because if not, you're just going to, you know, your answer. You just aren't fucking listening. But I, actually, well, I think that's the funny. That's the funny thing about coaching is like you. We're not telling you what you don't know. We're supporting mm-hmm. you while you do it. And what you, you should do. You do and do. what you can do. You can do it. But 
I think people want to be convinced and I have talked about this over and over and over again. We do not convince or coerce people. We're not doing that. We're not trying to convince you to go to hourly pricing. We're not trying to coerce you into going gratuity free. These are all methods that we know work. You can use them when you're ready. You can ignore them as much as you want. You don't ever have to use them, but the idea that they don't work, like that's the argument some people have is like, well, if we do this, then that's not going to, there's no need to like be frustrated by change in society and in business. You can be uncomfortable. You cannot like something, but like you said earlier, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm so sick of saying raise your prices sometimes. And I've done it before. You've done it before. We're so in this illusion of this is the way it is. There's no fixing it. Right. So like I've actually created four signs that are absolutely sure you need to like if you fall into these four things you need to raise your prices immediately versus oh my god i know i have not by the way i have not heard sid's four what are they phases no (laughs) four Four, signs you need to raise your prices four signs yeah i have not see i don't even know what it's called i have not heard this i'm very curious to hear what they are it's gonna be a surprise and i tell like some of my students, I'm like, if you hit these markers, it's not an option anymore. It's not an option. Because right, I'm dying. Give me you number have one. to. I want to know if I hit the markers. You're burnt out. <laughs> That's number <laughs> okay, one. Yeah, if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs> number one, you're burnt out, you're exhausted, you're overworked, and you're living paycheck to paycheck. I think living paycheck to paycheck is not the goal. And sometimes as hairdressers, we get into this comfortable version of, I just need to make enough to pay rent. I just need to make enough to do this. And that creates burnout because we're not setting boundaries. We're not saying no. We're emotionally discounting. We're doing all of these things that are creating more chaos for us versus a month of pain of telling your clients that you're raising your prices and then a year or so of fulfillment. I also want to point out Living paycheck to paycheck does not mean that it's, it's an emotional thing too. It's mm-hmm. not, you can make enough money where it's not actually living paycheck to paycheck, but your mentality is, I can't do that until my next paycheck. I have to make sure, like, there are people that actually live paycheck to paycheck where they rely on that money every week. But there are also people that still live like that, but they don't actually need to. Well, I, th- I think we're also in an industry that creates the opportunity to not have that anymore. Like we really, truly can control how little or as much money as we make versus right. going to a nine to five, working for a corporation, those situations. Yeah. You're getting paid what you're working for, what they're saying that they're going to pay you. And I think that's what we have to forget. We've had so many students, especially in leadership where they like could barely pay payroll. They were literally, truly living check to check. And then the whole salon raised their prices like $5. And all of a sudden they're paying their bills effortlessly. There's leftover money and it sounds so small. And yeah, it was like, you go through that process of, okay, this is hard, but then the aftermath is so incredible. So if you're burnt out, you're exhausted. That's the number one sign. I will say as someone who I do feel like I charge what I'm worth in hair and in coaching and just, I feel like I do that. 
I will say I still have burnout sometimes, but it's not from work. Yeah. Which now, actually makes me funny. feel good. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Cause like now I have burnout from like, once you work on one area and then you get burnt out again from another area, you're like, Oh, it's still about worth and value. For example, I get burnt out dealing with my family and it's mm-hmm. because I don't there's feel no boundaries. There's no Same boundaries, thing. lack of respect, whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, I have to do the same. I have to raise my prices essentially with my family. Like I have to charge emotionally what I'm worth to spend time with certain people. So it's just very interesting. Like it's not the solution to burnout totally. It's the solution to burnout in your business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then, and then be prepared to find out you're also burnt out somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. The second one is you haven't given yourself a raise ever or in years. This this is ridiculously common. You know how many people come to coaching? And and if you're one of these people out there, I hope you don't feel bad because most of the industry is doing this. They're like, I haven't raised my prices in 10 years. I'm like, how many classes have you taken in those 10 years? How much have you invested in your business? How much has rent gone up? Expenses? I skip all that and go, it just isn't logical. Forget about all the classes you've taken. Forget about all that. I mean, those things are important, but at the end of the day, it's illogical. What doesn't, increase over time price your experience has increased your resume has gone up we should be raising on minimal annually (laughs) min yeah that's the minimum yeah like i mean it should be happening every year and you should lose clients and you should it's like a leaky bucket like you're raising the prices but you're getting a new set of clients in and you're yeah you're gonna lose some old and it's just gonna be this constant cycle but it happens all the time people just I haven't raised my price. Why? Well, because I don't want to lose Sandra, who's been my client for 20 years. Well, Sandra is not going to pay the bills forever. <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking Sandra. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> when I hear someone say I have never raised my prices, it's actually very exciting as a coach because you're like, oh, wow, any change is going to be life changing. Right. Like any increase is going to change your life. But at the same time, it's also sad. And it's like, where did you learn that? And where did we learn that? And who is teaching us that? Yeah. Where is that coming from? I don't know. I don't either. I'm just like, what? what is happening? And then to like go through life and think that was that's the right thing to do. That is what I, my brain can't even wrap around it. Mm-mm. I know that we talk about self-worth and all that, but like that is a different, that is such a deeper issue when you're like i've never increased that's self-sabotage it's self-sabotage which is a personal responsibility issue yeah which is why you should get a coach because <laughs> we will that's why I have that. one <laughs> <laughs> if you know destroy the hairdresser then you know we talk about hourly pricing all the time that is why partnering with aura was a no-brainer Aura is a new salon booking software that works for salons switching to hourly pricing. Implement the hourly pricing model seamlessly with Aura's online booking experience. Salons can customize pricing per provider and display the provider's hourly rate. If you're switching to hourly, switch to Aura. Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings. The third sign, so you know, one and two, I know a lot of you are listening and you're like, oh shit. So we're about to go into three. You spend thousands of dollars a year. I don't want to hear someone go, I didn't spend a thousand. Okay. You spend any sort of money a year on advanced education to level up your bank account, but it's not growing. Your bank account is not growing. 
because as we keep taking those classes and we're not increasing our price to reflect the increase in value of knowledge, you're just doing this new technique essentially for the same price point when you've actually grown your business. I'm like, where are you finding the money to invest if you can't even, if we're not raising to invest in that? Like, insane. It's really interesting. We have done something in this industry where I take a class on balayage, even though I already know how to balayage, but I'm told by the industry that I, I'm not good at it. There's actually no such thing as the perfect balayage or the right way. I'm convinced that there is. I'm convinced that my version isn't the right version. I go pay to learn the right version. I learn that version. I apply it. I then hear from the industry that that's not the right version either. So there's a new one. So then Mm -hmm. I go pay for that. I think what's happening is that we just keep assuming I don't know what I'm doing. I think people forget that marketing is hitting pain points. People forget what marketing is. And you're here to remind them. So if you're hearing (laughs) constantly... That, oh, this is the way and this will solve the problem. This is, it's just really good marketing. Are you going to learn things new? Probably. Is it going to be so life-changing? I think what would be better is actually sitting there and learning your craft on your own after you've taken these classes to enhance it. What do you like to do? What's going to solve the problem for your clients? I actually, as a colorist, like to go take cutting classes because that's more engaging to me to stay up to date in my industry exactly. than learning more coloring help. classes. Like as a blonde it does help your coloring. Yeah. Because now I'm understanding the way the cuts are shaped and formed that I can then go as a colorist, add to that. And I think that's more valuable for me because as a blonding specialist, how many blonding classes can I keep taking? Like I need to start playing. I need to start creating on my own. I need to start figuring out different placements and sections and have a data to create, which is all those people that you go take classes from. That's what they do. And they create something and then they teach it. But we could be doing that at home. I think we forgot also that education is not this is right, this is wrong. Yeah. Education's very much, let's talk, let's discuss, let's play, let's learn, what let's works apply. For you? Yeah, I mean, even like if you think about education, like the original education was actually philosophy, which was let's talk about this thing mm-hmm. and together we'll create something. Now it's instructional. Here's how you do it. Do it just like this or you're wrong. And so because that's not how humans work, we go back to the salon and we're like, I took this class. And I don't think I got anything from it. And I, I'm not doing it right. And it's like, they're actually really amazing, mm-hmm. but they, they think they can't do it. And then because of that cycle of like, oh, now there's a new technique. You got to keep going. got to keep going. You're not good enough. You're not strong enough. Then even though we keep saying, yes, when you take education, raise your prices, it's hard for the individual to go back and raise their prices because they're like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. And when you feel like an idiot, you don't definitely don't feel valuable. Value. Yeah. But we all do it. We spend so much money to then feel that way. And then it's like, for me, I'm going to invest my money into take classes that are really, truly going to be different than other things that I've taken. Taking the same class constantly is not going to benefit you. And the last one, number four, and hopefully, actually, I kind of hope that you feel all these things because it's time to raise. <laughs> But at the same time, I really don't want anybody to suffer. So I hope no one's experiencing all four of these. The fourth one is inflation. I mean, naturally, everything goes up. It goes up in seasons. It goes up based on the economy. It constantly is fluctuating. And I think we have to accommodate for that. Cost of back bar, cost of foils, cost of shears, cost of just rent, cost of everything. Everything has gone up. And I mean, everyone just based on that fourth principle 
should have raised their prices in this coming back out of pandemic because everything increased. I have so many things to say about inflation. <laughs> Number one, it's very normal. Yeah. Number two, it doesn't affect you if you're growing with it. Mm-hmm. But if you refuse to grow with inflation, then you're going to start blaming inflation. When the economy crashes, which is the wrong word for it, but when the economy crashes, we then get mad again and get frustrated again. But it's actually the economy saying, okay, too much inflation. We got to like go Bring down. It down. Yeah. But they're so reactive to the the ups and the downs and the growth and the recession and the inflation and the la la la. Any T-I-O-N, right? Inflation, recession, reaction, <laughs> progression. Any, any of those we get so reactive around when really it's just a system that is trying to autocorrect at all times. And our only job is to say growing. And if we stay growing, we don't feel the effects of all the ups and downs. It's when we don't grow. It's the person that's sitting there going, I've never gave myself a raise. That inflation is is causing a huge problem. Yeah. You got to ride the wave. It's like surfing. (laughs) You You have to ride the wave. And if you are consistent annually, if you're raising, if you are investing your money properly, if you have a savings. So when that does drop, that's what a savings is for. It's not just for that money to sit there till you die. It's for emergencies. So it's there to counteract maybe slowness or vacations or time off. It's there to benefit on a bigger scale. And I think people are missing that mark that you need to save for those things so that you can ride the wave. Also, people have a weird relationship with savings. Like the minute they have to touch it, they get... Well, the minute they have to touch it, they get really like, I had to touch my savings. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah. That's what it's there for. You still have money coming in and then you rebuild it. Yeah. (laughs) If I could throw one more into this, uh oh. even though there was only four, I think the fifth one, secret fifth one would be if you close your books. Oh. I'm closing my books because I'm at capacity. No, you need to raise your prices because you're at capacity. <laughs> because now what you've done is closed your books from any new income coming in, including when people cancel and things like that. I know a lot of people have a wait list, which is great. But at the same time, it's like, also, what Also, are we doing? if you are trying to work less and you take days away- that's also not, that's also a sign that you need to increase. Mm-hmm. I hear so many, especially salon owners that will say, I'm going to close Thursdays or I'm going to close Saturdays. Or I'm going to close or whatever. And it's like, okay, if you're going to close a day, you also have to increase your pricing because you've just taken away an amount. A of day income. of income. <laughs> and if the goal is that you're too busy, like you just said, you have to counteract that. I know it's exhausting, y'all, but Sid shared five really intense. I don't know anyone who's not feeling any, at least one of those. I'm feeling oh, for some sure. of those. Yeah. But if you're constantly in a place of growth, which I know you and I are like even quarterly looking constantly, like what do we need to adjust? What do we need to do? It's okay to feel those if there's an action plan. When you're feeling these long periods of time, it's just going to shrink your business. So listen. I gave so you four I, signs I, if you're hitting any of them. You gave five. Five. I gave you five signs. If you, if any of those signs but are you showing know up in your business, it's time to raise. And if you're not ready to make changes, then don't. Don't raise your prices. <laughs> yeah. Stay the same. Don't change with the world. Just stay, stay the same forever. how you are. By the way, if that worked, that's what we would coach on. True. It would be a staying, whole market of education if staying the if same. If staying worked. the same worked, that would be DTH's method. 
And to end on an action plan, if you are feeling any of those five, it's time for you to maybe think about investing into your business to, I think people need to spend their money on business education. Y'all get a coach. I used to be really like afraid of saying, get a DTH coach, but get a DTH coach. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anyone else. Well, if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, what are you doing? You might as well. Might as well. We're here. We're queer. Have no fear. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. I have more fear about our business, Destroy the Hairdresser, now that it's in the best place it's ever been. Ever. Than when we had no following, no money, mm-hmm. no team. Yeah. I feel more stressed now. I guess I thought, like most people, that one day it would be different. Mm-hmm.